Welcome to the Social Currency Podcast with digital marketing experts Jess Jensen and Tuck Ross. With a combined three decades of experience, they'll share thoughts on marketing, digital strategy, and social media to get you current quick. Looking to understand Google Analytics or how to optimize CPC? You're in the wrong place. This podcast drives discussion on digital and social strategy and their fundamental role in building your business strategy. In 30 minutes a week, we'll arm you with key talking points to speak with authority and confidence. Now, let's build your social currency. Welcome to Social Currency. This is episode 15. I'm Tuck Ross, and I'm here with Jess Jensen in part two of our influencer marketing discussion with our special guest, David Kogan, AKA The Unlocker. So let's jump back into where we left off last time. David, you bring a lot to the table that's unique to you. When you're working with a brand, what does that collaboration look like for a campaign? What do they ask for? How do you build something that builds their brand and aligns with their goals while being consistent to your persona and content strategy? Um, so yeah, so a lot of times the things that they ask for are, you know, they want you know, a unique piece of content that showcases their product, et cetera, et cetera. And I think one of the challenges in that is, is educating some brands depending on you know, how far along in this influencer marketing thing they are, uh, that things still have to be in my tone. They have to be in my voice and I can't just make a commercial for you. Right. Um, but so w- when we would work together, you know, that is first and foremost, that needs to be kind of understood that like some of the creative control is, has to be given to me. Um, we will work together to figure out a way that that will work, but it, it had like, this is my, you know, this, it's one video for you guys. It's, it's my whole livelihood. Right, like if my readers don't like me, <laughs> they think I'm doing something wrong. They're gonna tell me first off because they're that it's the internet, and they're gonna leave, right? And so if, if I don't have them, I don't have any of this influence that we keep saying, right? So like th- this is something that has to be, you know, can't be crossed. Um, that's probably the initial part, and then and then they ask for, you know, they want just videos on their products and how how can we uniquely showcase maybe some of the features that we're excited about. Um, for for example, certain brands are have a uh, a need to explain things <laughs> because they understand how it works, but the consumer does not really understand the benefit of that. And so that's something that I think I bring to the table that uh, again that the other a lot of other YouTubers don't necessarily do, um, and that I enjoy and like I think people enjoy. I hope. Um, so there, there's that. Sure. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. And so, so kind of just building on that. So you, a big chunk of what you have done historically is reviewing mobile devices and just tech in general. And again, I know the whole tech industry is sort of, um, expanding beyond traditional mobile cell phones, smartphones into things like IOT and VR and, you know, all these other places where mobile technology is kind of exploding. Um, But I'm curious, sort of, again, looking back in time, since you've been at this for a decade now, when you think about reviewing mobile devices and tech in general, what's changed in your review process or even the things you talk about and highlight in devices since you started back in the day? Yeah, uh, I want to say the, the devices, if we're talking about mobile devices in particular, there are so much more similarities now between them than there used to be. Like form factors used to be very different, right? Like you could have very different sized screens and physical keyboards and number pad. Like it was all very different. And now we're kind of getting to this point where everything is kind of a glass slab. Um, So that's changed. And so you have to find a way 
And, and I think maybe to some degree we're, we're talking more about the internals of devices. We're talking more about specs. People love to talk about specs. So because when everything is a glass, you know, screen, it's you start to wonder, okay, well, what's powering it? Is it going to be faster? Is it going to have better signal quality? Is it going to, you know, the camera becomes a very big part of it. And I think that's actually another thing that changed a lot. Like the camera is now one of the yeah. main focuses. Anytime you do a video on, say, a mobile device. Um, and then and then to your point, like that we are all kind of branching into other tech, like IoT and all that other stuff, just because it's it's topical, right? Like I think that's that's normal for any any news organization would do the same thing, right? These are things that people are talking about, so we should be too. Um, but yeah, and then and that's that's just gonna that's just the way it is in general. Right? That's always kind of how it's going to change. Um, but yeah, that's probably about it. What do you um, what are you most interested in at, in the tech broader tech industry? beyond mobile. So when you think about, again, VR, IoT, or AI, 5G, all these things that are sort of like the next concentric circle outside of mobile, you know, personally, what are you the most interested in? I know you're you're receptive to what your your viewers want to see, but like, what are you interested in yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am fascinated by the concept of 5G um, when that starts to actually like roll out properly and like other people are seeing more and more of it. I think that'll be really interesting just because like the latency and the speeds and like what it's going to, it's going to kind of eliminate a lot of things that I don't think we realize at the moment. Um, like some of those speeds are faster than the internal storage in your computer, right? So to have access to cloud storage and cloud processors and cloud, you know, like I, I'd be interested to see how that goes and how that affects even like, like the, the computing market, right? Because you could have a dummy terminal hooked up to these crazy supercomputers in a, in a cloud-based system somewhere and have all the power you'd ever need. You don't ever necessarily need to have it on your on your actual physical computer anymore. So like that's, and, and, and there's much more beyond that with 5G. So that's kind of cool to me. Um, and and, and this, this interconnectivity, this whole concept of like the world getting smaller and smaller. And I think I particularly also love the idea of how technology is helping people, right? Like there's all this like, you know, black mirror and you know, blah, everybody be scared, technology is horrible. But like it, on the other side of that coin, like it's also a huge tool. It's the only way that us as humans, I think can evolve faster than evolution. And so I think that that, is a beautiful thing. I'm also very much an optimist. Let's put that out there. Um, but I do think that, that that that's pretty cool. And so that that excites me a lot. And whether it's related to 5G or robotics or cybernetics or, or genome stuff, like all that stuff. That's awesome. I love the philosopher in you. That's like a whole <laughs> separate side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'd have that conversation some other time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, David, um, you know, you chatted earlier about uh, the term influencer, right? But it's, it's something that a lot of people want to be um they want to get to the place where they can that have the conversations that you're having and um and honestly put together a, a brand and a business that um they can be themselves and do the things that you do so um, you talked about mentorship or, or or wishing maybe you had peers when you were coming up what advice do you have for someone that wants to do what you do and, and what you've become um yeah okay so first off um i think you need to understand that it's a job Right, as glamorous as some people make it out to be, and, and obviously depending on what influencers and what different demographics you're looking at, <laughs> um, it can seem very celebrity-like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and 
some of that kind of comes with it, I guess, but it, it was a very long road to get here. I mean, I've been doing this for 11 years, right? <laughs> and it's not even just that. It's like, it, it was, I was, I found myself very lucky when I started that it was not as saturated as it is today. You know, like it's, it was a lot easier for me to get started for sure than it is maybe for someone right now to get started. Um, I think there's still a way to do it. I, I, I disagree with people that are like, oh, it's too late. If you want to be an influencer, yeah, I do. You got to be there like five years ago. Um, but I don't think that that's true. I think there are other ways to do this where you don't necessarily need a million followers to make a living. Um, I think if you're smarter about it and how you generate revenue and you diversify your revenue sources from not just brand deals, right? Because that's what everybody thinks that influencers is the only way they make their money. Um, I think it, it is definitely doable, but again, it's a job. You need to devote X amount of time and you need to be religious with it for a long enough period of time, like any business that you would ever start, not seeing any results for two years, three years, until eventually it hits. Like there, it, it, again, treat mm -hmm. it like any other business you would. Right? If you're consistent with it and you keep doing it, you're pushing and you're building and you're you know, going to the classes and you're learning more and you're going sitting at YouTube space and, and taking all those free classes that they give and you're, you know, you're hustling. Like, this is something that is required of any business. Um, and I, I, I think people need to understand before they even think they want to do this that that is the same thing here. It's not going to be any different. So that would that, be the one piece of advice, I think. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Before they start. That's really that's good. good. I yeah. thought I got plenty of advice. Like, there's a whole bunch of other things. But, like, I think first, be okay with that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, gosh, that's true whether you're, you know, a content creator or starting a real estate business or, like, any industry. I mean, hustle. And, like, I love what you said about, you know what? Just you got to be working for two or three years before you actually are going to see real results. So just, like, know you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. And I, I think I tell most people, too, that anybody that's like, oh, I want to do that. that like, I know personally, I'm like, OK, cool. Don't quit your job <laughs> and do this on the side, because that also makes a huge difference. Right. If you can do this on the side when the money is not yep. part of the equation, it's something that you're you're passionate about. You can prove that to yourself by doing it for a year straight once a week, like make a video whatever, or write an article three times a week. Like if you can do that without making any money from it and having the business on the side, there's no pressure. You don't have to make money from it. I think that's a, a better way to start because then you can you know, really test it out. It's a business on the side. If it takes off or if it does well or starts to make an extra couple hundred bucks a month, great. Um, and then if it gets on further than that, that's even better. Um, but yeah, and then and it's, yeah, exactly. And it's still, it's, it's a business. Like you're going to have to you know, there's going to be strategy involved. There's going to be other things. Like, I think people just, you know, think you wake up and you take a video Start of yourself brushing channel. your teeth and all of a sudden you're, you know. <laughs> I just did. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think she's done that before, though. But, like, that's not fair. She's, I just, <laughs> like, she's just, yeah, I bow to her. She's, yeah, she, she does, she does a great job. Okay. So I know we've got to wrap it up because it's super late your time. So just two last questions. So, all good. No worries. So, like, there's a lot of folks that are listening that might be, again, might be the very people that you're talking about, kind of small business owners or leaders. And again, maybe don't have, uh, they're not steeped in marketing, certainly not digital marketing. And so, when they're listening to this episode and they're thinking about, hey, maybe an influencer program would be something to think about for my brand or my company or my startup. How would you recommend they get started? And I get asked this question a lot myself. You know, how do you begin to find the right people and then build some alliances um, with your brand? So how, how, how have you seen brands 
find you or start out doing it well? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think this, this, some of these lessons are, are your basic PR lessons, right? So, for example, when you're, if you want to, if you find a list of people that you're interested in, whether it's influencers or whatever, right, first off, check that list and make sure that those are people that you actually want to talk to, that they actually have, they cover the type of stuff that you or your audience or your customer, your potential customer is actually interested in. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten pitches for, you know, like, beauty products and I you know like I'm flattered but like I don't cover that you are beautiful right like like I don't cover that like and just it would it's it's just pure laziness like they literally downloaded a list and they just blast everybody um and so that's the other thing as well and again along those lines of PR like give me a customized email I'm sorry but if it says like dear the unlocker comma like you know and then it starts going into your YouTube videos on the YouTube or or YouTube-tastic we love them and then it just goes into like a whole (laughs) script that I'm like I know you just sent this to Marquez as well and that's even happened too I've gotten things they're like, hey, Marquez. And I'm like, nope, wrong guy. Oh, you know, like, so it, it, and that happens all the time. And or, or dear friend or like, hey, insert name here. Like just <laughs> basic things like write me a personalized email. All you got to do is go look at my channel for it takes you 20 minutes to go. This is what he covers. OK, I like watch one of my videos and then send me an email. And be like, look, this video was interesting because of these like those little things go a long way. And, and it, it's got nothing to do with me being an influencer or whatever. That's just general, I think, rule of thumb for PR, sending emails, right? Um, but if, if you can go on and, and it's going to depend, I don't think, I think the other issue too is that people, small business owners that might be thinking about doing this are just going to go, I need an influence. I'm just going to find the biggest one I can <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do. And chances are that person's out of your budget, one. And two, it, it, you need to decide where your audience is, right? Like your specific audience might not be on YouTube. Right, like it might be on Instagram, it might be on Twitter, it might, you know, whatever it might be, it might be on LinkedIn, right? If you do B two B, I'd say go to LinkedIn. Um, but like that is something that you need to figure out first, and then you can start doing research, and it's not hard to do of who has decent amount of followers, and then don't just look for followers because also followers can be bought. Like that's a thing nowadays. So go look at their engagement. Go across a few of their past posts or their past videos and see, okay, are they consistently getting a certain amount of likes? Are they consistently, you know, does it make sense? It's like they have a thousand, you know, 10,000 views, but they've got one like. Like that doesn't sound right, right? You can, and you can use your own judgment for that. And then, and then okay, now you've narrowed it down to even further of a list. And then I would go and, and send those, those personalized emails, please, to each one of those people. And just ask them for rates and just be like, hey, we're trying to get this. We're trying to get that. Um, make sure that whatever you do, you use like, you know, cover your own butt, right? Like use trackable links. Use things that you can figure out at the end of the day, just like with any of these marketing things that you would do, whether it's AdWords or AdSense, whatever, right? Or, or Facebook ads. Work backwards into your ROI, right? Figure out if me paying this person X, Y, and Z generates X, Y, and Z of revenue. And that's how you do it. And maybe maybe do a campaign where you, you test a bunch of influencers at whatever rates in different tiers, and then you figure out from there, okay, this one did better, we'll maybe use them again. Um, now, as far as a larger brand is concerned, where they just care about more so branding and views and education, that's a little bit different, right? Because it's very hard to quantify that. Um, but for smaller people, if that's what we're talking about, like that's I think that's important. And I think, I think there's definitely a way um, to get a good positive return on investment doing influencer marketing for sure. Um, you just have to be smart about it like any other you know, marketing strategy that's been around long enough for people to learn how to use it. 
<laughs> right? I think we're getting to the point now where people are starting to understand how influencers work and they're not just throwing money because they hear the word influencer. And I think that's important. I think that that's, you know, separate. That also separates like those of us that treat this like a business and then try to do a good job and, you know, make sure that whoever does business with us is getting what they want and, and the people that are just, you know, taking advantage of a, of a swing in a marketing, you know, plot. Yeah. Well, so, so on that topic, why do you think someone listening, if they've got, you know, $100 and they're trying to figure out how to organize their $100, why... Why would you allocate funds to an influencer program versus other areas of digital marketing or just traditional marketing even? What do you think's the the pro? So I think there's a couple of pros. One, I mean, against traditional marketing, it, you're, first off, you're not going to get much for 100 bucks. Second off, you, there's there's very little tracking, um, and so that's one of the benefits of the internet in my mind is that like I can track everything, right? Like to it, and I don't mean that in a creepy way. That sounded creepy, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like like I can see <laughs> you know if somebody purchased, when they purchased, if they you know if they've come back multiple times. We can see all that stuff on the internet in general, whether you're using Facebook ads or you know Google ads or an influencer. All of those. Stuff have that benefit, which is nice. Um, now, depending on whether they want to use an influence or not, it depends on, on their their kind of their goals, right? Are they trying to drum up some buzz? Are they going to um, maybe use some of those photos as well? Not like like maybe they're not for the hundred bucks. They're not getting a good return on investment as far as sales are concerned. They can still say, look, as part of this deal, can we use this photo? Or would you mind taking a photo of our product or a few photos of our product and sending it to us, X, Y, and Z Instagrammer, and we'll also sponsor the post, right? Because then you're also getting some content creation out of that as well. And these people are, generally speaking, good at making content. Otherwise, they wouldn't have an audience, right? And so I think there's other avenues that you can kind of leverage this partnership. And, and if it can become something that's a longer-term thing and you, they become a fan of your business to some degree, there's a lot more that you can do to help each other down the road. Um, you know, inviting them to other events and like maybe, you know, like whatever it may be. And, and again, it depends uh, on your goals and your KPIs and on your product and like all this other stuff. But like, I think that's a overall gist of like, you can kind of work with these people to get content as well as sales, which I think is, is definitely different than, you know, adverts. You're not going to get any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like really a good use of, of money. I mean, it sounds like it's an efficient and effective use of sometimes small budgets, right? You can do a lot. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you, and you go after smaller influencers too, right? It doesn't have to, like I said, like I probably wouldn't go after the top tier one. And I'm sure if you, you know, you guys discuss marketing all the time, but like, you know, they'll probably realize that it, sometimes it's good for micro influencers. Like maybe take a thousand dollar budget and spread it amongst 10 smaller influencers than one bigger one, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Or one medium sized one or whatever, right? So like sometimes that's an interesting way of testing things out. It's the same thing in AdWords, like to bring it back to, you know, we're going to call this now, I think, traditional advertising, but that's fine. Um, but to bring it back to like pay-per-click advertising, right? You wouldn't just run one ad. You're going to run right. seven. Right. And depending on how they do, they'll, you know, Google optimize. will also help you rope them out. You optimize them. You go from there. Do the same thing with the yeah. influencers. I don't think there's any different. I think these are all complementary things. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So last question. Yep. Last question. What else are you working on? What's coming up? What should we look out for from the unlocker? <laughs> uh, so um, uh, right now, actually, one thing I'm working on that I think is very relevant to this conversation um, 
is the fact that I, I'm probably gonna start doing some courses. So I wanna kinda teach some people a little more of these kinds of things and maybe go in a little more in depth and do some videos and like, it kinda seems to fit with me being a, you know, an educator, I guess, on the internet. Like why not educate people on some of the things that I've been doing for 10 or 11 years? So so that's something I'm gonna do. Um, I'm It's, you know, taking a lot longer than I expected. So hopefully, uh, I probably will be launching like the first few courses, um, like, you know, video production for YouTube and, and some basic like how to get on the internet and have an online presence in the first place, like basic courses like that. Uh, maybe in the next month or two, fingers crossed. Let's hope that works out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hold you to it. We're going to hold you accountable. When are, so by, by, by <laughs> winter do. holidays, we are going to look for that. Done. Done. All right. Well, hey, thank you, David, so much. We so appreciate your time. Um, and again, for for everyone listening, you can find The Unlocker on all of the usual places, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, at David's website, theunlocker.com. No E before the R. It was cool back then, 10 years ago. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Flicker. Flicker had just come out. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to do that too. So I apologize. Can't change it now guys hopefully it comes back around oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and it's cool again once more yeah well thank you this has been so much fun to talk to you thank you so much yeah thank you guys thanks for having me i appreciate it appreciate you being here dave that was i, I remember that was always the url trick too like if you couldn't find the real url you just took out a, a vowel and you came up with a new brand yeah. right that's the way you do it <laughs> um, totally different and cool <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Really appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. All right, guys. That is your social currency for the week. Another big thanks to David for joining the show. Check out his channels and keep an eye out for his courses coming up. Um, as always, we love your feedback and input. If we miss something you want us to discuss in a future episode, hashtag us, hashtag social currency show, or email us info at socialcurrencyshow.com. We'd love to hear your ideas. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash socialcurrencyshow where we are dropping the latest, plus giving you news and commentary between episodes. We have that Instagram shopping article coming up um, right there, so go check it out. Jess and I are on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, so add us up. And if you got anything out of value of today's show, leave us a review on iTunes. And you guys have heard that before because David does our intro and outro. So uh, <laughs> also really appreciate you doing that because you guys get to hear David. I did think he sounded. Episode. He's sounded really cool. Uh, that, did guy, that, that guy, he's what? amazing. <laughs> Who is that guy? He's amazing. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. See you later, Jess. And thanks again, David. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. You just listened to Social Currency, a podcast with Tuck Ross and Jess Jensen. Like what you hear? Subscribe to Social Currency in your favorite podcast app. And please leave a review on iTunes. Have a question for the show? Want to ask about a specific topic? Email us at info at socialcurrencyshow.com. If we include it in an upcoming episode, we will send you something awesome. Thanks for tuning in. And remember to check out the full show notes with all the links that we referenced at socialcurrencyshow.com. I did think he sounded, he sounded really cool, whoever did that, but... <laughs> <laughs>
Hey you guys, it's Tuck. Have you signed up for our newsletter yet? If you haven't, head over to socialcurrencyshow.com. It's the fastest way to get an update on when the show comes out. We're also starting to include more information around the show notes, news items we're talking about in the show. Plus, coming up, you'll have exclusive access to things that come from our guests and other things that we're working on. So check it out, socialcurrencyshow.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Get it in your inbox every Monday. It's not another newsletter. It's your social currency.